have three interviews for you today with Carolina Indie Fest artists, and we're going to jump right in. Carolina Indie Fest begins 5 p.m. Friday at Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford and continues at 4 p.m. Saturday. Here's Sinking by Asheville's Rhinestone Pickup Truck. We're playing Saturday at Carolina Indie Fest, followed by our interview with Tristan Colby from the band. I've messed up times before Don't wanna fuck up anymore In my mind, in my head Learn to love myself instead Joined this week by Tristan Colby of Asheville, North Carolina's Rhinestone Pickup Truck. Um, welcome to the Friends of the Rant podcast, Tristan. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Um, you are playing, is it a Saturday night of Carolina Indie Fest? That's yep. On, 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 yeah, uh, at uh, Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford. It's Carolina Indie Fest. Um, uh, just, I guess just to start with, kind of tell me the Rhinestone Pickup Truck uh story like how you got started where you come from and what it is that you do well you know in my marketing i put i'm from Asheville, but uh, i'm I'm from a town over called waynesville which is okay very country very uh in the sticks not much to do but bang on some power cords yeah <laughs> um so rhinestone pickup truck uh i was originally in a band from the time i was about 14 till i was 22 called the styrofoam turtles and uh we were a loud grunge Nirvana ripoff, a two piece. So we were trying to be local age, but unique, uh-huh. but it work. <laughs> right. Um, so then the pandemic happened and uh, I was at home with nothing to do. I lost my job. I was a, a manager at a thrift store and I bought a task cam while I was at home, you know, not doing anything. I was like, man, I, I know how to play drums. Why don't I just like make records on my own? So I did a whole like a uh, 
Ty Siegel, Dave Grohl kind of thing. Yeah. You just record art on your own. And uh, that's how the first record came out was out of sheer boredom and not knowing what to do with my time was, you know, just write songs. And and that name sobbing in the mosh pit is it's so like wonderfully evocative. Or where, where did that come from? Well, it, it came from a, a true occurrence. Uh, I was playing a show at the Mothlight in Asheville, North Carolina, before it closed down. And, you know, my first band, we were a really loud, like heavy band. And there was a mosh pit going on. And there's this one girl like on the phone crying in the middle of it. <laughs> and like that just stuck with me so yeah. much. Like my music does sound like sobbing in a mosh pit, I suppose. Well, I really like it. And, uh, you know, like I, I was telling you before we get started, that that's the album that I've been able to listen to. I'm going to go back and check out the rest. But um, from what I've read, you know, your sounds kind of evolved since then. Um, talk a little bit about where you've gone since that first record. Well, the first record was like just a learning curve, like trying to figure out the machinery and like how to form songs, you know, on my own without jamming with someone. So it definitely... I feel like that album reflects that it, it it shows like someone starting out to me. And, uh, you know, originally I was going for like a, a guided by voices kind of yeah. thing, yeah, pop, but really simple. And I think it worked. And I've maintained that those ethos within my, you know, more, I can't talk to I'm sorry. I'm at work right now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. My recent releases are more so akin to like, you know, blue album, Weezer, yeah. Jeff, the brother, that kind of stuff i've always loved power pop it's one of my favorite genres but i'm trying to mix you know 2000s emo with that as well yes you're right up my alley you really are um i mean i heard you you mentioned that you were trying to rip off nirvana in your earlier band and nirvana is an influence i totally picked up but one of the things i was thinking of is that like it's it's kind of hard to sound like nirvana and do it well and i think you did it well um (laughs) And, you know, Nirvana is one of a lot of bands from that era. Um, They're the one that got really big. That doesn't take anything away from them. But I feel like you were kind of touching on some some other influences from, I would say, Nirvana contemporaries, you know, bands like Pavement. And and you mentioned by voices. And and I I heard all those things coming together and it made me really excited. Are you still as I'm, I'm assuming, you know, as you've gone forward, you've you've put a little more into production um so it's a little less lo-fi are you still maintaining those influences sort of in a in a more hi-fi setting uh in a sense yeah because like for me like with guided by voices i love their their crappy sounding stuff the most the stuff that sounds like recorded with a razor blade instead of a microphone yeah (laughs) but uh yeah i've tried to maintain those sensibilities within making my sound bigger you know before it was just okay i can only record two guitars on this track and like that's what I got to work with. And now it's like, Oh, let's add 37 of this one riff. Yeah. Just what I want to sound like a wall of sounds akin to like Siamese dream, you know? Yeah. You mentioned Jeff, the brotherhood and some of your uh, promotional stuff. Uh, you're working with them on production. Is that correct? Yeah. Um. So it's a funny story. Uh, I've been madly in love with Jeff, the brotherhood since I was about 11 years old, 12 or 11. And that's about 11 years ago now, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I can't <laughs> have a brain. I, I play music. I don't have to think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been in love with Jeff the Brotherhood since I was a kid. And, you know, them being from Nashville, Tennessee, two guys just making noise and doing something with it was the first band that inspired me to do something with music. And it's like, oh, well, if they can do it. I can do it. And, uh, you know, I formed my first band. And throughout all of that time period, I was constantly emailing Infinity Cat like, hey, please sign me. Uh, notice me. Um <laughs> 
And I guess, you know, after 10 years of harassing them, they finally remembered who I was. Yeah. Uh, the, the annoyance added up and uh, that band ended. So I started working on my EP Adore Me, which was released through uh, Punk Slime. And uh, I reached out to Jake, the lead singer of Jeff the Brotherhood. And I was like, hey, you want to mix this for me? And uh, he surprisingly said yes. And he's currently working on my new album right now, too. That's awesome. So you've got a full length on the way. Yep. I don't know if I'm supposed to. Yeah, I'm good to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about like your live uh, setup. Is it is it just you? Do you have a backing band? How does that work? Uh, it flip flops. You know, whenever I want to have a backing band, I do. But I primarily mm-hmm. enjoy just me and a guitar and a tambourine at my foot. Yeah. Very cool. It, it's more intimate. And I don't know. I feel like it gets the the songs across better. As we've come out of the pandemic and, you know, there've been over the last year or year plus um, more opportunities to play live again. Where, where have you been, where have you been getting out? Um, I just got off a tour. Um, I played South by Southwest. I played a couple shows out there Um, and then, you know, just routed my way all the way back home. So I've been trying to hit the road as much as possible because, you know, before the pandemic, I was touring constantly. Like that was what I you know, after that, like having to take that two year gap right there felt kind of lost. So now like getting back into it, it, it's it's definitely different now. I've noticed like fans are not fans, but the audience is more receptive to new music. I've learned. Um, how did the uh, opportunity to play Carolina Indie Fest come about? Have you ever been to Sanford before? No, I've never been to Sanford. Um, so I, I started working with uh, Black Cat and D- Deep South, those folks. Uh, Bree, she helped me secure this show she's doing some uh bookings for me now i'm working with black booking for myself okay awesome awesome did you want to take a minute to tell everybody you know where they can find your music beyond just the the streaming services and things like that you i I see you have a band camp is there a website uh anything you want to promote um yeah the only things i really have is just a a band camp and all the you know streaming services everyone know about yeah (laughs) Yeah, are you get on the website thing one of these days? You know, uh, one of the things about music anymore is that it's, you know, it's pretty prohibitive to to create physical media for for some artists. Are you are you going to have merchandise and and I mean any kind of vinyl or CDs or anything at the at the show? Oh, absolutely. Um I have cassettes pressed up of my uh last album Sad Planet that I put out with Sockhead Records. I've got a bunch of CDs of Happily in Dismay, which was the record before that, and a bunch of T-shirts and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you mentioned, um, it, you, it, you said Punk Slime. I, I wasn't sure about the <laughs> the pronunciation of that. Um, but that's a, that's a, a record label out of, um, is it Sweden? Yeah, out of uh, Stockholm. Yeah, so how did, how did a guy in Asheville get hooked up with uh, somebody all the way on the other side of the world? Well, um, so I have some friends out and I think Philly, it's either, is it Philly? I don't know. They're called the Marybells. Uh, uh-huh. They're a really band akin to like Queens of the Stone Age with some Ty Siegel hints in there. Okay. Um, and I'm a huge fan of their band and we became friends, the lead singer Brian and I. And, you know, I was talking to him about my upcoming EP and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for a label. And he's like, well, we're signed to this label called Punk Slime. And about two or three weeks later, the owner of Punk Slime hit me up about it. And it was really cool. That's awesome. It just just seemed to fall into place. And it's been a good partnership so far? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Punk Slime are great people. They've treated me like a king.
That was Bee Sting by Asheville's Rhinestone Pickup Truck. Next up is our interview with Billy Litz, the singer of Hustle Souls, who are also from Asheville. Hustle Souls will play Carolina Indie Fest on Friday. Here's Montana by Hustle Souls.
how it will always be. But if I ever see Montana again, you know I beg a back from me. So joining us is Billy Litz of the band Hustle Souls out of, is it Asheville? Yeah, we're based in Asheville, North Carolina. Yep. Okay, great. And you guys are playing Carolina Indie Fest. Uh, is it, I think it's Saturday night? We're playing on Friday. Friday night. Okay, great. Yeah. So, excellent. Why don't you just start by kind of telling us the, the story of Hustle Souls and, and you know, where you guys are at now? It's a long story. We've been at it for, for a while. We've had a bunch of different lineups. Um you know, I moved to Asheville after I was in the Peace Corps uh, and I left early to, to marry my girlfriend. And I was like, I want to I want to play music. Um, I'd done some some sideman work and some other bands. And I was like, I'm trying to start a, an original band and really do it. Um, and this is years ago. Moved to Asheville, North Carolina. Didn't know anybody here and just dove head first into trying to do the singer songwriter scene and meet musicians and stuff. And, uh, eventually found, uh, who is still currently the guitar player, Chris Everett. Um, and we found some, some people that we played music with. Some of it didn't work out. Eventually we found a crew and we started playing pretty heavily, just like the bar scene around Asheville, uh, for a year, year and a half. And, uh, and then we started to branch out and tour and do a couple clubs here and there. Um, it's been a long journey since then. And, uh, you know, now we are working on our fourth release, not full length album, but our fourth, uh, official like studio release. And, uh, we've been hitting it hard for seven or seven, almost eight years now. Um, yeah. Playing original music, soul music, uh, Americana music, soul music, blues music, uh, rock and roll, everything, everything out there. Well, that's. I wanted to ask you about the music, and I, I one observation I have is that your your name is is perfect for your band. It's like a perfect encapsulation, I think, of what y'all do. Because obviously, there's the soul element. Um, some of the music is laid back, but I feel like there's there's an intensity to it that's you know hustle souls kind of. It just it just fits perfectly. Did you want to talk about? some of the um, inspirations that you guys are bringing into your, into your writing? Yeah. I mean, so the, the name hustle souls is a direct reference, paying homage to homage, homage. I don't know how to say that word to muscle souls and uh, okay. you know, fame, fame recording studios and, and the Wilson Pickett, Aretha Franklin, Rolling Stones, the, the whole history yeah. of muscle souls. And so when I started the band, I was a singer songwriter. That was my bread and butter. And it was kind of like coming into the, coming out of like a uncle Tublo, ryan Adams, sun vault yeah. uh americana alt country thing um but i'm also a trumpet player and i love soul music and funk music and jazz music and we kind of had this hybrid going and i i saw muscle shoals and and a lot of that southern soul music it had a little bit of a southern twang to it but it also uh was groovier and 
and we could explore other sides of music with it. So I don't think we ever we ever hit the nail on the head, but it's kind of like that North Star that we aim toward uh, with all, with our music is is Muscle Souls uh, Southern Soul music. So that's where the name comes from. But um, you know, I think it also has a lot of different meanings because we we do kind of work ourselves to the ground touring and hustling and uh, we yeah. put a lot of energy out there with it. And, you know, whether we're doing a, a, a ballad country song or we're doing like a new Orleans funk tune or a disco song, it's like, yeah. we we're we're trying to uh, it's, it's generally pretty, you know, emotive, emotive music. Sure. I don't know if you want to talk about the, the, the live show at all. Just, you know, what do you guys bring into that? So we've, uh, we our most recent release is like a is a folk album i wanted to do an acoustic album and it was it was something that i felt liberated to do during covid because we weren't playing live mm -hmm. um and it was a little bit more intimate kind of the music i listen to when i'm alone uh, and i write when i'm alone but our live shows we we generally try to throw a party we get I play a lot of trumpet we got a barry sax player with us and uh it's it's generally kind of in your face uh, high energy soul music and then we're not just a party band we 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 do throw in some of our more uh our more emotionally weighty songs and some slower songs in there but most of the time we we my goal is to get you dancing like 95 percent of the time and then hopefully make you cry like once <laughs> if it all works out that's that's the dream perfect it's yeah it's it's hard to pull off uh but we uh that's that's the goal with the band i think you said you're currently working on your fourth release yeah so uh we've we put out a full-length album called color with our original bass player and drummer and then we put out a six song out uh ep called daydream motel that i think captured what we sounded like when we when we brought in some new players and got a new drummer involved um but like I said, the Muscle Shoals sound is kind of the North Star, and we shoot towards it, and we land somewhere else every time. So that album kind of moves from a Southern Soul thing into full-on disco, New Orleans, second line. And then uh, right after we put that out, we got shut down with COVID, and right. we, uh, or actually, no, I'm remembering wrong. We recorded that right when COVID started. Um, and so we didn't even get to tour on it when we put yeah. it out. We put it out kind of, you know, digitally, and. Uh, and then I, I started writing some more down tempo acoustic stuff, and I felt an urgency to to put out an acoustic album. Um, and so the acoustic album kind of pushes us, us way off that north star of Muscle Souls. And what we're working on right now, we've kind of intentionally said what what songs define us, what what are, what is our sound? Because I think we can be a little confusing when I go from straight up the Bee Gees to uh you know to a Bob Dylan song it yeah. it uh so we're this one I hope is going to kind of capture what we believe is our is the core of our sound and uh we've got eight songs in the works and man we're so close but uh it takes a long time and I we're cranking I steal three hours out of the day in the morning to go record and then I go teach lessons we play gigs we we leave town and then we you know we're trying to steal time to record but we're we're getting close on it that's great. That's great. Do yeah. you, when do you anticipate that being out? I've promised somebody we're going to be done recording and have some almost finished mixes by the end of the month. So I'm trying to hold myself to that deadline. Um, and then it'll be 
anywhere between three and six months after that. So we're looking at probably minimum four months from now, hopefully within six months, seven months, we've got, we've got it out there. I would, we're, we're probably going to press some vinyl and we might have some vinyl with us at shows before we release anything on the internet. Um, because we want to get it out there and hopefully get some radio airplay and get some vinyl, um, which has been a dream of mine for a long time. We've never done a vinyl release. Um, so that, that, that's, so we might be able to get that a little bit earlier than our digital stuff. There's a lot of ducks in a, that we need to get in a row before we put something out uh, yeah. digitally. Yeah. Well, um, where have you got in the years that you've been together? What's, what's sort of your, um, your circuit for, for playing live? Where, where, where have you been out? So before COVID, we we were hitting pretty hard from Atlanta up to like Boston, uh, fully on the East Coast. We, you know, we'd go west into like Tennessee, but not really any further west than West Virginia, Tennessee. Um, after COVID, our booking agent had us mostly working uh, in the Virginia, North Carolina region. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were... I'm really pushing to get us uh, back up north a lot and trying to expand down into Florida. Um, what we are, we're very much a North Carolina regional band. We hit South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, and just about every weekend we're in one of those four states. Okay, awesome. How did the yeah. um, how did all this come together with uh, with Indie Fest? I I am not a hundred percent sure to be honest. <laughs> it was I, uh, just an opportunity presented to it you. Was, yeah, it was an opportunity presented to to me. I think it's it seems like a really really cool concept, and uh, I'm super excited about the bands on the bill. And you know, uh, independent music, indie music, independent arts, like it's it is so important. I think right now, I think that there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of cynicism and uh, a little bit of weight on the shoulders of like a lot of people right now. And I mm-hmm. think uh, one of the healthiest things people can do is start an independent band, go out and listen to some live music made by the people in your region, the people in the area, um, you know, hang out with real people in real life. And uh, I think, I think the world needs it right now. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of it for sure. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. Um, I always like to give the artists an opportunity to promote whatever social media they have. If there's a website or a band camp that you want to promote so people can hear your music. So, yeah, Hustle Souls. That's the name of the band. H-U-S-T-L-E-S-O-U-L-S. Uh, if you go to HustleSouls.com, that's got everything there. We're on we're we're really active on Instagram and Facebook and uh, we got a YouTube presence and then. Our music's out there streaming everywhere. We, we'd love to sell you a CD at, uh, at the shows if you if you need a new uh, a new uh, coaster for your coffee in the morning. But we're <laughs> we're on the streaming platform, so so check it out out there and uh, keep an eye out for the new release. I think it's going to be our our best one to date. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Billy of Hustle Souls, uh, playing Friday at Carolina Indie Fest. I'm not here, yeah, you got to know there's a time. 
That was Black and Blue by Asheville's Hustle Souls. Next up is our interview with Regents of Charlotte, North Carolina. Regents will play Carolina Indie Fest on Saturday at Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford. First, here's Beautiful Stranger by Regents. Following the interview is Medicine, also by Regents. Check. 
and Eli of the band Regents out of Charlotte. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and kind of tell us this, the story of Regents? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Eli, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm Eli Helms. I'm the bassist and uh, do synth and backup vocals and stuff for Regents. Um, yeah, started, what, 2016? Is that the year? Yeah, yeah, about there. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've been around for a little while now. Um, just a grungy rock and roll. Man. Yeah. That's I mean, the... I got a real like sort of modern grunge feel off it. The first thing that came to mind was Foo Fighters, but I'm sure you're drawn from <laughs> a lot yeah. of experience uh, or a lot of influences. Do you want to talk about, you know, what it is that you, you guys are trying to bring to bring to music? Yeah. Uh, Trey, you want to take that one? Yeah. So um, my name's Trey, Trey Spears. And uh, I started I started this project with Eli, like he said, around 2016. Uh, we were formerly called the Wallborns, so we actually had a different name uh, for, okay. you know, I'd say the first four years. Um, we've only been Regents. As a matter of fact, this month is about a year uh, for us under the name Regents. But um, 
You know, I'd, your question, I don't mean to get away from that, was, you know, what are we what are we trying to bring to music? Just catchy rock tunes, you know, like catchy mm-hmm. rock music, I think, is is has always really been the, the number one goal. We or at least I try to write a lot of my music uh, on acoustic guitars. That um, is something that I was going to bring up. The, the songs, they 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 come across almost in a singer-songwriter way that, that you guys have then sort of built the rock elements on top of that. And it's 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 evident in the music. And I'm I'm glad glad to hear you say that. I really appreciate that. Uh yeah. So, you know, I've always believed if you if you can make a song sound, you know, if you can make a song sound really good and catchy to yourself on an acoustic guitar, imagine how it's gonna sound with you know, a full band. Right. So I've always kind of had that mentality and it always, it, at least for us, fortunately, it's always turned out really well. Um, so yeah, it's been a while since we've been creative. Go ahead, Ela. I was just going to say me and Trey have been writing together since high school and, um, we've got a good process down. Definitely. Uh, but most of everything starts acoustic. Um, is one of us will have a little idea and we'll come together and uh, piece things together, um, trying to write some lyrics. Generally starts with the uh, melodies first. Um, but yeah, I think me and Trey kind of take the lead on songwriting and then we'll bring that over to DJ and Colin to kind of really fill it out. Um, um, do you want to talk a little bit about the process of taking a song from an acoustic composition to um to 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 the full band does that happen in rehearsal does it happen in in studio like where are you making those choices and is that a collaborative process or is it something that you have in your head from the beginning i would say it's definitely a collaborative process um but you know it's it's one of those things where either eli will have a a voice memo on his phone or i'll have a recorded voice memo of an idea on my phone and I'll just shoot him that, you know, and I might be, you know, I, I, uh, Eli's a wonderful lyricist. And so a lot of times I'll send him an idea of, and I'll have like a vocal melody. It could be like a completely laid out song, you know, that of course we would alter. Uh, but then, you know, he would be like, Oh dude, I have these lyrics I've been sitting on, you know, try these out, see what, see what, you know, see how these turn out with that. Like, so I'll just send him a recording of me playing a guitar, like just an acoustic Mm-hmm. and kind of humming gibberish uh <laughs> which is kind of funny maybe one day we'll just release like a, an album of, of all these gibberish, gibberish. demos yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh and and then he'll send me some lyrics and that's that's always kind of been our um song building process when we're away from each other uh mm-hmm. so that way when we do get together you know we have um we have something to look forward to you know yep, right and something uh, and, to, and, to build with sorry to cut you off but um no go ahead yes yeah, something to yeah, build on like, for sure yeah after going back and forth with voice memos a couple times we'll bring it to the rest of the group um and by that time we've all kind of heard the idea or pieces at least uh and so we all can kind of go forward from there um i'd say that's where it really gets collaborative um and we start adding in new ideas from Colin and uh, DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it kind of really starts to bloom as a song. It's a it's a fun process. Yeah, cool. You you mentioned um, 
a, a second ago, you mentioned that there was a name change and that Regents, uh, the, the project has been known as Regents now for about a year. Um, do you want to talk about that and where the name comes from and what brings on a name change a few years into into your career? I believe Eli can explain this better than I can. I don't know about that. Maybe. Uh, um, I like- well, I called you. So I called Eli and really... <laughs> No, I guess Eli can't because he was happy with the Walborns name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there was, there was some back and forth there on uh, the name change. I think uh, it, we had been around as the Walborns as, as a three piece for a long time. Okay. Uh, at least a couple of years. Um, just me and Trey and DJ. Uh, and then we brought in Colin um, on guitar. And uh, the, the stuff we were writing was very different. It was. Uh, more complex uh, at that point, and we wanted to kind of not change our sound, but sculpt it in a different way. Um, build on it. Build on our sound, yeah. And we felt like a, a name change would be a good way to represent that. Um, yeah. Also had some some rebranding elements uh, involved. Um, I, I do a lot of the design stuff for for the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does all the design stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but like, yeah, it, it, he does a really, really good job. We are branching out slowly with with other artists up, upon his approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like to do some of the design work, and so that was it was fun to rebrand ourselves uh, under a different name and really take that as far as we can go. Yeah, um, and, and that. The, Sorry, That's the whole but, thing with like social media and all that is if if you change your name, you kind of got to start fresh on all those channels. Was that a challenge? It was definitely a challenge. Um, yeah. You know, I would say, yeah, I, I would say as far as our music goes, that was the biggest challenge. But I guess the way we viewed it at the time, which I'm very grateful that we were all on the same page, you know, it started, I called Eli and I ran the idea by him because at that point, Colin had been in the group, our lead guitarist. He had been in the group for about a year. Um, And our sound changed a lot. But uh, I just felt like the name wasn't taken as seriously. Like, I don't know, we would we would try reaching out to venues and getting gigs. And (laughs) I'll just put it this way. When we changed your name to Regents. We got a lot more replies. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot more people reached out to us uh have reached out to us and so you know with like just in the past year uh you know this whole post pandemic getting the you know getting out of this pandemic that we've right. been in um i'd say we've had the most attention and we've worked hard to get here you know but at the same time we haven't had a lot of uh a lot of chances like we used to when we were the wallborns to get together as often because mm-hmm. we're pretty busy. You know, Eli's, Eli's on the clock right now. Uh, right. You know, yeah. as we speak. Um, you know, thank you for being here, by the way. Yeah, man. Uh, D- DJ wanted to just, he ended up taking an early lunch. He's our drummer. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm just happy I didn't have to do it alone, but right. hey, and you're asking <laughs> great, great questions. As far as the challenge, you know, part though, Spotify was probably the biggest deal for us because that's really what we have. That's just kind of what we've spent the most time on mm-hmm. is trying to get a good following on Spotify, getting organic 
listeners, you know, people who genuinely want to listen to our music and put our music on their playlists, uh, save our music. You know, we're grateful for each and every one of those people. Uh, when we retired the Walborns account, we had like, and it's not much, you know, but we're grateful for for what we had. It's like about 200 followers. And then we lost all of those. Yeah, we, we lost all of those when we went to Regents. Um, but we are at about 123 followers in just about, in just a year. Uh, okay. Uh, since we've released, since we released where I'm going in June. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, since we rebranded and I pushed, you know, I got like the initial 20, 30 followers, just close people. But um, that that was really the biggest challenge. When you would Google the Wallborns, everything would come up us. You know, we were like the only thing that would you would find uh, right. because it was just kind of such a unique spelling and you, a unique name. But it was also a pain in the ass because it made it made us very difficult for people to find us unless they were just <laughs> that passionate, you know, about yeah. tracking well, spelling, us down. I think the spelling kind of threw people off. Like they didn't know. Uh, yeah. They have asked a couple times, like, "Wait, w- what's your name?" Yeah, right. I have to spell it out for them, and yeah, it, I well, think the name change definitely made us more accessible to the public. I guess the first mistake, looking back, you know, uh, and and I, I don't know, I shouldn't call it a mistake, but it was a math teacher in high school, you know, so I took the Leonard Skinner route, really. Um, well, Eli kind of was like, you know, the Wallborns. That's a great idea, and I was like, you know, yeah. Why not? I mean, it's going to be kind of a pain in the ass for people to spell, but at least, uh, at least it'll be unique and original. Right. You know, I feel um, like, uh, yeah. Anyways, I feel well, like we're getting derailed. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your live show and like where you guys have been playing? Are you prim- primarily around Charlotte or have you gone elsewhere? What's the live show like? Um, I would say, so we have the most shows coming up that we've played i think as far as just kind of in a row ever so we're looking forward to that we're playing snug harbor tonight um okay uh in charlotte and with true lilith and orange doors from charleston i think they're from charleston they're definitely from south carolina it's either columbia or charleston i think it's charleston um looking forward to that playing yeah playing sanford for the first time this Saturday, really, really excited. Like we, I mean, just, we've never had this sort of treatment. So wow, <laughs> looking forward to it. It's pretty cool. Um, just, you know, having a stage check and sound check. It's just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's going to be kind of cool. I was telling that, Eli uh, before we get started that it's a, it's always a very cool event. You guys, you guys are definitely going to enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is really cool. So very we're, excited. We're really, really honored to be a part of it. Um, awesome. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I, I won't spend too much time on it, but like after, you know, Sanford, we're hitting Greensboro the following Saturday. Then we're back in Charlotte, uh, May 26th at the Milestone. Okay. Um, and then, very cool and then we'll be play. Yeah. Then we'll be playing Wilmington for the very first time, June 10th, uh, Reggie's. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites. I love those guys. Yeah. We've never been to Reggie's, so we're extremely excited to check it out. I have a lot yeah. of hi- history at Reggie's. <laughs> it's yes. been a while since I've been, but. A lot of history. It's gonna, yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. Yeah, I've never been there. Um, we're used to just pretty much playing Charlotte. Um, that's kind of historically what we've done is just hitting all the smaller venues in Charlotte um, once okay. every couple of months. 
So it's this nice uh, little run coming up is going to be fun to yeah. get out. Yeah, that's travel. awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of you guys' time, but I like to give everybody an opportunity to share that whatever social media channels you have, wherever you can find your music, if there's a band camp or something, some preferred way or Spotify that you like for people to to access your songs. Yes, uh, please. If if you would like to find us on Bandcamp, um, that supports the band heavily. Um, I'm not sure if they're still doing that whole Bandcamp Friday thing where they waive, you know, 100% of the the fees and yeah, give I, all of the the profits to the artists. Um, but that that is extremely helpful. We just uploaded our uh, EP, Beautiful Stranger, uh, just came out last Friday, um, Cinco de Mayo. Okay, and awesome. that that'll have four tracks on it. Um, our mixing engineer is Mark Williams. Uh, he it's been, it was really cool working with him uh, for the just through the last few months. So Spotify, you can check us out there. Apple Music finally changed our name from the Wallborns to Regents. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so you know you can find our music anywhere you listen to it. Uh, you know whether that's Amazon, YouTube. Apple Music, Spotify, you know, wherever you can just search for Regents Band and you'll yeah. find us. And follow um, our Instagram and we have a Twitter. Yes, we do. Yes, please. Yeah. We're on every social media that I can think of. We got TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Okay, uh, great. All you gotta all you gotta type is Regents Band and I'm sure you'll find us. Smile on my face Shot myself straight up to outer space I don't know when I'll be back again I can't expect you to understand I've got a new best friend I've got my Yeah.
can expect you to understand.